So if you're trying to lose weight and you just cannot get the needle to move anymore, the, your weight loss has stalled out, then today's episode is for you because we're talking three reasons your weight loss has stalled out and why and how to fix them. All that much more it starts right now. Tired of sailing an endless sea of information with no way to tell what applies to you and what doesn't? Then welcome to Fitness Made Simple University, where you're about to get actionable advice to make the right decisions for you and your life. Join your host, Chase Jenkins, health club owner, personal trainer, and nutrition coach, as he steps you through the Fitness Made Simple framework and talks to industry experts so you can move the needle on your health and fitness goal. Now, here's today's episode. All right, welcome back to Fitness Made Simple University. Today, we're talking about three reasons why your weight loss has stalled out. Now, this is um, such a, a wonderful concept to be able to grasp because everybody hits sticking points. Um, it's something that uh, is dang near inevitable. Uh, not everybody just goes straight through to their goals. Not everybody just says, okay, I'm going to do this. I have what I need now. And then they take off and they're off to the races. And six months later, they have arrived. Um, what's much more common is that you started on a journey, you, had, you set a goal, whatever, and you are a third of the way there, a quarter of the way there, and you hit a sticking point. And it seems like no matter what you try, you know, nothing seems to help. And you start to psych yourself out. You start to forget what got you there in the first place because, well, it stopped working, right? You know, if, if, if what got you there in the first place uh, isn't working anymore, then why would you try it again? Why would you reassess? Um, so there's some mind games that begin to go on there. Uh, it doesn't take very long before we start to get discouraged, and discouragement is not something that is going to help us produce a ton of of progress. So uh, we're going to give you three things to look at today. Um, they're not super tactical. So so I apologize in advance that so we're going to give you some really small handles because that's a much larger conversation. Um, but it is something that uh, is more psychological. This is more between the ears and hopefully will help you uh, figure out what area you need to look in because chances are um, most of us know what produces progress and what doesn't. Um, we just don't like to be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we want it to happen faster than it's supposed to happen. Um, and those things cause us to search in the wrong places, even though we, we're going against our own intuition sometimes. We see that very, very often. I think most people, um, you've probably heard me say this before, is if you sit down in front of them and you ask them, do you really think this is going to work? you know, whatever it is, you know, usually if it's not the right things, they're going to be able to figure it out on their own and guide themselves uh, to the right place. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with number one, um, reasons why your weight loss has stalled out. Uh, maybe it hasn't, and you're just impatient. And that is a hard pill to swallow. Again, that's the number one reason for a lot of health and fitness products out there is that People think things should be happening faster uh, than they should be. Uh, the truth is, is that progress in health and fitness is slower, um, and instant gratif or something that is that is not instant gratification, that is delayed gratification, is really hard to sell. So you're not going to hear that a lot from your fitness influencers, and you're not going to hear that a lot from our fitness industry. You're going to hear that probably from your really good coaches, the people who work with everyday people and want people um, to succeed. 
But even then, you're going to hear that a lot from coaches that it happens fast with their method and their coaching um, because a lot of coaches are insecure. Um, they, they Sometimes they don't get clients' results and they wonder if it's their fault because um, they're professionals and they do care about their job. And what ends up happening is they start to overpromise as well. And then 95% of what you, the consumer, are going to hear is that weight loss happens fast. And even if we know that, even if you're aware of that, if you're saying, hey, Chase, listen, I know that all these fitness influencers out there are telling me this thing, but that's not me. I'm aware of that. But you don't realize how deeply that has seeped into our psychology that we think things are supposed to happen right now. We really have to do something proactive to counter that. We have to uh, be very, very aware of that or else we're going to end up in the place eventually. And, and that's easy to do whenever things are going well. But eventually we're going to end up in the place whenever we're going to need to remind ourselves that this is a long journey. This is a long pro- process. It takes time and that is okay. So how long should it take to lose um, you know, your, or get to your goal? Well, number one, there is no timeline for life. Life is very, very messy. You always hear the set these smart goals. Um, you know what is a specific, measurable, attainable, um, real, and time bound. I believe is what it is. Um, that's what every personal trainer is taught. That is what um, they teach you know, teachers and educators and, and everywhere in corporate America. And you know what? That works in corporate America. That works in most every case. You know when I sat down with our team of coaches and I say, "Listen, guys, we want to get to this goal." Um, you know, I'm going to set a, a time-bound goal. I'm going to set a very specific goal, and I believe you should be specific too. But the truth is, you don't know what life is going to throw at you in a month from now. You don't know how your feelings are going to change. You don't know what is going to change. So sometimes it's kind of crazy to set a goal and something that you don't have full control over. Um, you know, when you go to work, you can dang near control most of your work environment and what's going on. You can set a time-bound goal and decide, hey, I'm going to sit down today for four hours, whatever. Um, and, and it's funny that we don't, we don't realize this in our health and fitness that when we set time-bound goals and, and you know, we want something to happen in a specific period of time, you know, we would never do that um, at our job or anywhere else. Um, you know, let's say for a basketball game, we wouldn't say, we want you to go out and score this many points in this many minutes. Um, because we don't know what the other team's going to do. We don't know if it's going to be a slow game, a fast game, whatever. What we would do is we would focus on the right habits, the fundamentals. I want you to do this every single trip down the floor because I know even if it's not score number one or score number two that we're trying to get to, if it's not 40 points, we know we're going to be in the right direction. We're going to be headed on the path to a win because we're doing the fundamentals right. But we don't do that in health and fitness. We're like, just do anything you possibly can do to move the needle, to get the scale to move, right? Um, we wouldn't do that, like I said, to a high school basketball team. We wouldn't do and just say, just do whatever you have to do. It doesn't matter if it's right or if it's wrong. Just just get the get the ball in the hole. Well, that that may sound like good coaching, but if you've ever been on the other side of that, if you've ever been a player or you know a, a client, and you're saying just do whatever you have to do, well, that's not very much instruction. That's not to tell us you know what to focus on each small incremental trip. Um, that that just kind of sends us into chaos and gets us focusing on the wrong things. And like I said, a lot of times it, it, it lets our own psychology play against us and we start to think, well, maybe I'm broken. Maybe there's something wrong with me. If there's any underlying insecurities there, it's going to draw those out when we expect things to happen super, super fast. And that's something that, that we really need to address and we really, really need to talk about anymore. So um, to answer the question, how long should it take to, to lose your weight? One, 
Um, we probably shouldn't be setting a time-bound goal. We should be focusing on daily habits and activities. That is where your habit coaching workbook um, that is free through Fitness Made Simple University. It's a link in our bio on all of our socials. Um, you can go to our website, fmsuniversity.com, and you can get that. And that's how that's set up, and how uh, it's a worksheet that steps you through that process. That's why we have that there for you. Um, but probably two pounds a month is a, a, a good kind of marker. Um, now, if you if you got 70, 80 pounds to lose, your first third of that may happen much faster. Um, but what's going to happen after the first six months, after the first you know, year, certainly, um, is that your weight loss is probably going to slow down a little bit. Um, you know, once you get to a point where um, you're, you don't have 30, 40, 50 extra pounds of body weight to lose, um, your weight loss is going to slow a little bit. Um, and Keep in mind, I am saying weight loss, knowing that there's bone density, that there's muscle glycogen that you start storing as you start exercising. There is actual muscle cells themselves um, that begin to accumulate on your body and change that entire equation. So um, also, we don't make decision based on what the scale says, but we use it as data um, in the long term um, to see trends. And that is something that is really hard to do for yourself. It's a really good idea to hire a good coach. Um, to help you do that. So reason number one to wrap that up, it isn't that it's taught us that you're just being impatient. You need to focus more on the small things and not on doing everything you can to week over week over week consistently, no matter what, see big changes. That is just simply not going to happen because life is messy. If we were in a lab, we could make that happen. We know how to do that, but you do not live in a lab. So number two, your consistency just isn't there and you're not doing what you think you are. So this is again, it's like, man, I feel, I feel a little insulted right now. Are you, are you telling me that I'm not consistent? I'm consistent. And I've done this myself. My clients have done this, you know, all I've seen this so, so often. Um, either one, we just actually aren't consistent. We know it. If you're not being consistent with the small things, the small things we just talked about was step number one, the things to focus on every single day. If those aren't happening, very, very consistently, then you're not going to make progress. Now, there's a really, really cool study from Precision Nutrition that shows if you just give 10% consistency, you will make progress over the course of a year. That is insane. That's once every 10 days. That's like going to the gym three times a month. That is like doing the right habits just 10% of the time. And what the really cool thing was is they didn't see a big change between 10% and 40% consistency, which means that you don't have to be super consistent all the time. Now, will that slow your progress down? Absolutely. Um, but there is certainly levels to this and levels to the consistency. We just have to have the right expectations and not give up. And we will get there if we are doing the right things and doing the right things is very, very important. Um, and that is such a, a wonderful concept to understand that if we're just more consistent, slightly more consistent with very small things, we can have huge impact if we're patient. Now, if we try and rush things and make things happen uh, quickly and we're, we go more aggressively, any good coach is probably going to tell you that that isn't going to work. So consistency is going to be a huge key for your goals because what did we just say a moment ago? That your goals take time and you can't be overly aggressive. You can't be super, super uh, intense for a long period of time that just simply goes against the laws of nature in any aspect of your life. You just can't do that. You need small efforts very, very frequently. Um, and the more frequently, the faster your progress is going to go. So um, one of the things, the caveat to that, 
is that we uh, that this is a really really uh, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago um, with a study with tracking your food. Um, it's a really well known thing that we overestimate the good things that we do and we underestimate the bad things that we do. So if you're asked to report at the end of a week, let's say it's Friday, you started on Sunday, and and you're asked to report, um, you know. Give a percentage of how closely you stuck to your goals. Was it 70%? Was it 90%? Was it 40%? Everybody overestimates between 15 and 30%. 15 and 30% is a lot. If you overeat by 30% of your calories every single day, or even 15%, you're going to gain a pound of body weight every two weeks, every three weeks. Adjusted, you know, again, if we lived in a lab. But, um, that is a really, really big difference. And for us to say that we can rely on our own memory and our own mind is just silly. I remember when I was in criminology looking at data of uh, people who are picking people out of a lineup, people who had witnessed a crime, um, and they were studying the recall of events, um, uh, especially in, in stressful situations. Um, and it was just, it was comical. I mean, you know, we're absolutely terrible at remembering things. And even just in the health and fitness uh, side of things, when, when we have our, ourselves, people self-track their food, it's awful. They do an, a terrible, terrible job. So the solution to that is you have to be writing things down, use an app, use a software. Now, don't get neurotic about it. Do not let tracking your food, tracking your workouts, do a thing, cause you stress. If if the thing that is trying to make you more healthy, that is pushing you into a, a better lifestyle, is causing you stress, then you're defeating the purpose. This is the same thing as people who say, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and do cardio. We're just stepping over dollars to pick up nickels. That makes no sense. To sacrifice your sleep, to sacrifice two hours of sleep, and we know what that does when we look at that in, in, in studies with fat loss and everything else. It severely hinders it to say I'm going to go burn uh, 200 calories on a treadmill. It's silly. That is really, really dumb thing uh, to do. So, it, and and I'm not calling you dumb there. If if you're, if you're experiencing stress from tracking your food, that is a very real thing. It's called orthorexia. Um, spend a little bit of time in the fitness industry. You're gonna see that all the time, and it's. It, it's hard because you know we really want to talk about that a lot and say, hey, this is a really big problem because you look at these people and you're like, they're healthy, their bodies are healthy. Well, on the outside, maybe they're not overweight, but they have massively high cortisol levels. Their hormones are depleted. I mean, they're just not living a healthy life because, and it's all psychological. Physically, their body's a machine, but between the ears, they are so hyper-focused and they can't let go on these tiny little these macronutrients and tracking and everything else. I've seen it across the board, advanced, beginner, intermediate, I mean, just everywhere. It's a really, really big problem. So don't let tracking everything make become a stressful experience. This needs to be a joyful experience. You get the opportunity to take your health into your hands. You get the opportunity that, that you get to decide how your health and fitness is going to go. Now that it's a little heavy because it comes with some responsibility too because we put expectations on ourselves. Now we don't need to do that. Have grace with yourself. Be grateful for this opportunity um, and that will alleviate some of that stuff. We need a daily dose of that every single day, right? Um, we need that, you know, that message uh, very, very often in our lives because we forget that very, very quickly. However, um, if you do want to actually produce results, it is going to be important that you're consistent and you know how consistent that you are. Um, and, and tracking things even once a week, twice a week, three times a week, just to give yourself a check. 
because um, you can probably remember what yesterday was like um, and so forth. I don't like to go longer than two days if we're, if we're really focused on tracking something because we do forget very, very quickly. Um, but if the consistency isn't there, um, then you're just simply not going to be making the progress that you think you're going to be making. So we already know that this is going to take a longer time. But if we think we're 70% consistent when we're really 40% consistent because we have poor memory recall because we're human beings, then it's still going to discourage us, even if we know this is going to take a long time, because we're still expecting it to happen in a year instead of three months. But really, we're on we're, our consistency levels put us at two years before we get to our goals. So tracking it and seeing where you're at, you will be shocked. Um, you know, we're we're developing some software on this right now, and I'm excited to release that way into the future. Um, that'll help with that. But um, that is a very very important thing to do. So. Maybe you just aren't as consistent as you believe you are. That is reason number two. Reason number three, and this one should be a no-brainer, um, but you have been sold and sold and sold so many methods, and there's so much information jumbled up, and that's why in the intro of this podcast, every single day you hear, um, you know, sell, you're sailing across the sea of information. Um, the Fitness Made Simple framework is going to be the ship that you use to cross that sea of information when we unveil that. Um, but you have so much in your head, it's hard to make sense of it. We were not made to have this many voices and this much information going into our head about one very specific topic. So that makes it really, really hard to decide what is true. So we need to hear something several, several times. That's why we need to hear something seven times before we act on it. Um, so the method that you're using isn't actually something that produces fat loss. So that is actually, it's, I won't say want to rank it above number one or number two, but it is definitely very, very close um, with those is that people a lot of times will hyper-focus on things that don't matter things that are very, very minuscule. We talked about last week, exercises that don't produce results, dumbbell kickbacks, glute kickbacks, um, you know, doing burpees, all that stuff. Um, and it's the same thing with our, with our nutrition, um, with our cardio, with our sleep. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And that's why the fitness made simple framework is going to be here, um, to help you decipher what actually matters and what doesn't, because that's really, really important. Um, but, you need to consider sometimes maybe the method that I'm using isn't actually something that produces fat loss. And I'll go ahead and tell you, if you're doing resistance training at least two times a week, you need to be hitting, um, you know, every full body at least two times a week. Um, your, your workouts need to be challenging. You need to be in a calorie deficit. Um, and you know, that in itself raises a lot of questions, right? How do you get in a calorie deficit? Do you do it through your food? Do you do it through your exercise? Whatever. Um, and again, same thing. That's like saying score more points than the other team. That's not good coaching. Creating a calorie deficit obviously is the goal. Winning the game is the goal. But the fundamentals of how you do that is the most important thing. So if we want to create a calorie deficit to lose weight, we need to focus on the small habits that are going to carry us there basically on their own and the things that we need to do and develop. So if we develop those habits now for two weeks, for three weeks, and then we're just going to happen to arrive there. You know, if you go and play a basketball game and you focus on the fundamentals through the entire game, well, guess what's going to happen? You're probably going to win that game because you're doing every single tiny little thing right. And if you spend hours on hours on hours on hours developing those in practice, which is what you should be thinking about your efforts um, in health and fitness like, is you're, you're right now you're practicing to create, put yourself into a, a position where you're a great player, where things are just automatic. You step out on the court of health and fitness and you're knocking down jump shots left and right because you've put in the hours. What, what does that mean? That means that it takes time. Um, and I will say that one of the best coaches I ever had in my entire life, um, oh, that's all we did. 
I, I swear that is all we did. And we may have focused on game planning and game prepping and all the super high level stuff. Um, and man, the parallels are just popping right now in my brain about the health and fitness. But, uh, you know, I, I had a coach and, and, and it was like, are we ever going to get to this team we're playing tomorrow night? Or are we just going to keep doing these defensive slides and shuffles? Historically, one of the best teams uh, in our school's history um, under that man. And that's all we did was fundamentals. And he is regarded as one of the greatest coaches of all time in our entire area, if not our entire state. Um, and we didn't do super high-level advanced stuff. We did the fundamentals. We did basics. And the same thing in your health and fitness. If you do the fundamentals, if you do the basics, if you're practicing small things, creating a person who will happen to be healthy due to their habits, that should be our goal, not just creating a calorie deficit. I hope that paradigm is starting to shift for you. But that is important. Coming back to number three, you can't do it through fasting and increase your insulin sensitivity. That's great. That's a healthy thing. Your mitochondrial efficiency is hoping going up. You're decreasing your risk of, of, of diabetes and, and even certain types of cancer. That's wonderful. But that doesn't produce fat loss. Insulin, greater insulin sensitivity may set the stage for it, but it will not produce it. You know, that is, that is something that, that we get we hear all the time. That's just one example. But there's a lot of things out there that it's like, Oh yeah, do keto, do this, do that, get your inflammation down, blah, blah, blah. Um, which is funny because fat cells are pro-inflammatory. So anything saying, trying to say that you're going to get your inflammation down and lose body fat as a result of that. I get it in the sense that, yes, there are things that maybe it's like you're doing everything right, but you have this one big assault on your lifestyle that is super pro-inflammatory and if you eliminate that, then you finally get over the edge. But a lot of times people aren't doing the seven things they need to do in the first place to get them to that edge. Um, so that that in itself is is, is a little fishy sometimes. Um, but, but body fat in, in general um, produces uh, in, inflammation. So sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll hear all these buzzwords, inflammation, fasting, insulin sensitivity, whatever. And it causes us to hyper-focus on those things Versus if we hyper-focus on the right habits, those things become a non-issue anyways. We don't have to worry about insulin sensitivity. We don't have to worry about inflammation. We don't have to worry about all these things to try and lose body fat if the very things that we are doing to lose body fat are the right things. They're going to eliminate those things anyways, and we're going to do it in a lot less time and not have to worry about Oh, you know, is my blood glucose too high today? Did I eat an inflammatory food today? Well, you know, we're focusing on the right habits and the right foods anyways. So why hyper-focus on all that stuff? Um, so I'm going to get off my horse on that one. Um, and then hard training. This is something um, that is really, really important. We don't preach this um, outwardly. So once we get into the room, we get you in front of you, in front of us, you know, whatever. We are going to make sure that you're challenging your body. What people fear when they, when they hear that. Uh, it scares people when you say you need to train hard because they think that they need to train hard for me. You don't need to train hard for me. You need to train hard for you. And what that looks like for you may be completely different. There's some people, there's a lot of people that I would never be able to keep up with. And it would be just ridiculous for me to ever try to keep up with those people in the gym. It would not produce progress for me. But that doesn't mean that I can 
relax and, and be super, super easy. And I have to challenge my body. If you're not forcing your body, putting your body in a stress situation uh, that necessitates change, it's not going to, you're not going to get any progress. So you have to consider what that looks like for you. And here's uh, a really big caveat. Let's say you walk into the gym and you're, you're doing a set of dumbbell rows with 60 pound dumbbells, right? And you get this inkling in your head and you're like, I need to challenge my body. Come on, Chase, what are you doing? You got to challenge your body. Grab those 70s. Let's do this set of eight with those 70s. And you do that. And you're, you're just, you're, everything's clicking. You're in the gym. Everything's doing right. And three weeks go by and you're like, all right, I made some progress. This is great. And we're like, I'm going to keep using these 70s. Well, guess what? Six months later, you're still using those 70s and you haven't made any progress. And you're like, what the heck? The 70s work. That was the solution. That wasn't the solution. Obviously, we know that now, but this is what we do in their heads. We forget to keep challenging ourselves because we get to that little micro mountaintop. We celebrate. We say, yay, that was great. But we forget, hey, it's been three weeks. It's time to grab the 75s. It's time to grab the 80s. It's time to change our programming. We have to keep challenging our bodies in different ways. We are very, very forgetful human beings. And these are things that we got to keep reminding ourselves of constantly. So you do need to be training hard, whatever that looks like going over the top. I'm not going to suggest that. Um, but challenging your body is very, very important. So if all of that sounds a little bit overwhelming to you, if, if all of those things are a little bit scary, um, you know, there was a lot there. Um, one, I hope that gave you some psychological freedom. I hope that gave you um, a sense of where you need to focus on and that maybe it's not that you're broken and there's something wrong with you, um, but there's just some small things that you need to tighten up on. Um, but that's really hard to think about that and wake up every single day and make a list of all the things you have to do. That's why we focus on habits. Um, you hear me clapping right now because I'm getting into it. Um, <laughs> uh, but go to fitnessmadesimpleuniversity.com, fmsuniversity.com, or I believe fitnessmadesimpleu.com, or easier things, just go into your social media, go on Instagram or Facebook, go to the link in our bio, uh, and you're going to find uh, the very first card on that is going to be to download our habit development workbook that is going to have a habit assessment it's going to score you let you know where you stand which we all love um, and then we're going to find which one out of all those habits we're going to pick three we're going to narrow it down to one and we're going to break that one habit development goal down into very teeny tiny little small actions the workout or the workbook lays all of that out for you um, and it's totally for free go download that um, and if you download it please take a screenshot of this episode share it um, to your social media help us grow um, and we will see you next week for another episode of fitness made simple university that's it for this week's episode be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on the knowledge and context we use to change our own clients lives and if you found value in today's podcast please leave a review and share it to your social media we'll see you next week with more of the information you need to live your fittest, healthiest life.